From Noble Robot on East Hennepin Avenue in sinister Minneapolis, this is Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. I'm Ellen Burns-Johnson, and I make nice games. I'm Steve McGregor, and I make nice games. And Mark is enjoying Super Nintendo World out there in California without us. So in this episode, Stephen and I are going to talk with Rosalie Vile to discuss her process for making small horror games. So if we're all ready, let's start. I like that you twisted the, the intro a little bit. You said if we're all ready. Well, yeah. It's, yeah, Mark's not here. You can't stop us. I feel like everyone isn't everyone without Mark. So it's instead of instead of everyone, it's we. It's sure. Us. Yeah. Us, three of us. Today. That's a very kind way of saying what I said, but meaner. <laughs> so I appreciate that. <sighs> well, I don't feel too bad about being mean to Mark because yeah. he's out in California yeah. at Super Nintendo World right after going to D- GDC. Yeah, he's so having a good time. We're going to get a download from him. You, uh, Listeners probably already heard about the episode because it yeah, yeah. came out before this one. We're not necessarily recording them in order. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, that doesn't matter right now. What right. matters right now is we have Rosalie on the line. Hello. Yes, welcome. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Rosalie. Rosalie Vile. <laughs> You are Rosalie Vile, right. and you um, have a really interesting brain that I want to pick at today because you made some really, really impactful horror games. Basically, um, so the way that, that I think Max reached out to you, Max is our guest booker, and he reached out to you because he played one of your games and was like, I don't, we need to talk to this person, <laughs> whoever made this. He was so, um, he was so like impacted by uh, the game that he played that he really th- thought you should, you know, be on the show and we should talk to you about what you do. So um, with a little bit more of an introduction than what Max gave us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into game development and kind of, you know, what's what's your deal? Sure. You know, um, it's not what I do full time, you know, so it's, it's just kind of a, a side thing I've always done. And I've done it for a long time. I uh, picked up game developing when I was pretty young and I uh, I, I was like uh, in my early teens and I, I wanted to make a, a platformer game and I did and I just kept working on games and eventually I got into game jams and then realized that like uh, some of the other ways that I like to make art through like writing and stuff really ties into game development. So I've been kind of making these like narrative art games ever since that combine all the stuff that I'm into making. <laughs> That's cool. awesome. Yeah. It's a great synergy to be able to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, come into video games realizing that like they can combine a whole lot of different aspects of their interests into one particular project. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. So, but you've been doing this since you're, you've been, you're, you've been a teen. That is cool. Cause, uh, I I started when I was um like eleven or something. I started making games and I was like, "This is way too hard. <laughs> I can't do this." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm impressed that you <laughs> continued with it. And you 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 said you're still making. I mean, obviously you're still making games now, but you've been making it throughout that whole throughout your whole life, really. Yeah, pretty much. I only ever just started releasing them. It was something that I kind of just did. Uh, like <laughs> this is kind of a, a funny memory of it that I've got, but um. In, in high school, we had laptops for classes. No, mm-hmm. we would like pass around a flash drive of a game that I put on it. Like, oh, really? you know, I, I didn't have any plans of publishing it, but it was kind of just a thing that I did for fun. And I, I did it through Game Maker. That's where I originally learned and what I still use. And okay. I think it's like Game Maker is really great for getting into game development because they make it really easy, but it, you can get pretty deep with it once you, uh, actually learn the coding and find out like the power that the engine actually has. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I made a whole fake little computer on it. So yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> I think that's cool. Well, yeah. And Steven, you've been using game maker. Oh, I had used it for a little while okay. now. I'm, I'm back in unity now, which okay. is, which is my home, I suppose. Um, for you don't better sound so or excited. worse. <laughs> I like, you don't sound very excited about it. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's a lot yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah i uh game maker i did find to be a lot more intuitive than some of the other game engines that i've tried so i i would agree with you um that like it does seem to be more um uh beginner friendly than this i think than unity is um oh ten, for sure 10 years ago i would not have said that but <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago me didn't know what he was talking about so <laughs> uh, okay so um i think 
one of the things we should do to preface this conversation is just disclaim the fact that like Steven and I don't play a lot of horror games. Yes. Not only that, but I, I'm not just into horror as a genre pretty much across the board. Oh. And it's not that I like shy away. From, it's just not one of the things I seek out. Like I'm an explosions person. Yeah. If I want an entertainment, that's just where I go by default. And so you will find me in the action movie you know, category. You will find me in the action games category where I'm you know, like shooting stuff and whatever. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm comfortable. It's not that I haven't liked and enjoyed. Well, enjoyed is a weird word. It's not like I haven't thought that the horror movies that I've watched haven't been worthwhile. They have been for sure. Mm -hmm. It's just not the place where I go back to. So I'm not familiar with a lot of the tropes. I'm not familiar with a lot of like the history of the genre across different mediums and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but I don't even, yeah, I guess we could talk a little bit about that too. Um, because Stephen and Rose, you both said that you aren't, I mean, I know Stephen, you're not into horror games at all. No. But Rose, before we jumped on, you were saying that you don't actually play a lot of them. Um, but you do have uh, a lot of knowledge about horror kind of as a genre across media. Is that For fair sure. way to say it? Okay. Yeah. Tell us more. Okay. Well, um, you know, I I like a good horror game if I find one. I've, I've played, uh, you know, a decent amount of them, but I haven't really gotten into, you know, it seems like there is a, a ton of really cool indie stuff and small indie stuff. And that can actually be really overwhelming, even though it's the stuff that really appeals to me. Mm -hmm. Um, mostly in terms of, uh, in terms of games, I, I do like, um, like narrative based stuff. So I, I play a lot of JRPGs, RPGs in general. Um, I've been kind of getting into visual novels, uh, for the last few years, but, um, just that kind of stuff. I, uh, what, when it comes to horror, I really do kind of like, I kind of live and breathe horror a lot of the time when it comes to like movies and books. Cause like, uh, like that's probably 95% of the movies that I watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're Steven's polar opposite. Yeah. In terms of movie taste. <laughs> I just, I just absorb cute things. That's, <laughs> I do. I like, it's kind of interesting. I do like, uh, creepy stuff, but like I have, to, well, I don't like creepy stuff, but I have to, if I'm introduced to something, and it like gradually becomes dark or mysterious or whatever, then I can get into it. But like horror games or horror anything typically is like, we're scary. This is, this is the intent of the media. Um, and so I'm immediately turned off. Um, huh. But I think, yeah, if you have an interest in it, I know plenty of people who have an interest in it and just they go straight towards the horror stuff. Um, yeah. I've, I've played a few, I don't know if they're horror games. Like some of, I don't know if you're familiar with the Twine She's a twine game builder, Porpentine. Um, and I've played some of her things and they were definitely kind of in like the more disturbing okay. zone of it. Um, but I'm curious, Rose, like what makes a good, what makes a good horror story for you? You know, like if it's all the movies that you watch, like what are the things that you think every horror movie that you say is good has done well? Hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. But uh, <laughs> what I would say is the element of surprise. I guess mm -hmm. like that that may be really simple, but I think that things that tend to grab me are uh, things that I never saw coming, <laughs> and I uh, like to see horror. I mean, you'll see in horror movies and stuff, and horror games even that uh horror and comedy overlap a lot of the time so i feel like uh the thing the way that i see horror is kind of like it's almost like telling a joke like mm -hmm. uh you're, you're building suspense and then there's like a punchline which is like the emotional release which for a joke is going to make you laugh but for for a game or not a game for uh <laughs> a work of horror art it's going to scare you <laughs> yeah yeah you know that's interesting i um jordan peele you know he used to do comedy sketches key and peele sketches and stuff um you know he does horror stuff now and that's how he described it too is he described it as uh he said he was basically just doing the same thing except that the end is or that the purpose of it is different but like he he, he didn't really feel like he had actually transitioned into like a new genre form so that's i i, I um huh. it's interesting that you described it that way because i think that uh, a lot of people feel that way about yeah that's about it yeah. that's really cool i yeah. can i can totally like 
imagine him saying that too. I really like his movies yeah. and uh, you know, also his comedy. So I I totally believe that it, mm-hmm. it's uh something that I really tried to play off of in online simulator. I, I really tried to um like you you never knew what you were gonna get. Like I, I wanted to get people on the hook by just introducing something really bizarre and then the payoff would either be like something something scary something sickening or like it would be a total joke yeah yeah that was one of the things um when i was playing the game and i just so you know i haven't beaten it because i'm stuck on one of the passwords um Little, there might be some spoilers here and there as th- as the rest of the episode progresses, just so listeners know. Mm-hmm. Um, you might want to pause here and then come back after you've played the game a bit. But uh, I, there were some moments where I just cracked up, and that was so unexpected. And it, you know, it's like it's not. This isn't like a forty hour game, right? Like it's it's smaller than that. And to have like such a huge swing of emotions within a matter of minutes was really captivating. Um, cause one moment I was like, oh my God, what is this? Ah, <laughs> and then the next moment I was laughing because something was written really well and it was funny. <laughs> so that okay. is, yeah, that is cool that you're able to like play with both of those, both of those things that I, like, I guess going into this conversation, I thought they were like opposite ends of the color spectrum, but maybe they're not, maybe they're more related than I, I was thinking, I don't know. Two sides of the same coin, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that is a good way of putting it. Huh. So, I mean, uh, you said that horror, uh, what you enjoy most about it is the surprise. I imagine if you've consumed a lot of horror things, it's difficult for that surprise to take effect now at this point. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you just decided you'd make your own stuff so you can surprise yourself with your genius i don't know where i was going with that sentence <laughs> if, you, if you can't surprise yourself any, anymore you have to surprise other people maybe yeah is that it no i'm not sure yeah i guess i guess you could you can put it that way i uh <clears throat> i still watch a lot of horror and i still really like being surprised you know i think that a few things that surprised me recently were um or uh i don't remember the director it's a it's Italian horror movie demons from like the eighties. I was surprised when a when a demon bursted out of someone's back and that spoilers, I guess. Uh I was I was surprised by I saw Skinamarink recently and I, I was surprised by uh, I finally got around to checking out um John Waters Pink Flamingos. That mm-hmm. surprised me a lot. So okay. that's not horror, but you know, that that's uh you know, a, a kind of a disaster you can't look away from, which I kind of uh associate with horror a little bit yeah for sure yeah that's actually a good point um i yeah i would agree with that being how horror works a lot of the time i know if i do watch a horror movie i'm always upset with the main characters making poor decisions (laughs) (laughs) uh something else okay so i guess here's another question for you um being a horror connoisseur what do you think is a hmm how do i phrase this do you think that you can tell the same kind of story in a horror game that you can in like a horror film or is there something really like different that you look for in the structure of a horror story that like fits well with games and that's a pretty clunky way of asking the question that i'm asking but hopefully it sparked an answer (laughs) oh yeah no i totally yeah what you're going for there and yeah i i think that you can do different things in a movie and a story and a game and you know anything that's a visual medium you kind of can't do the same things as like a described medium and um i kind of tried to uh to play with that a little bit because i think that one thing that you have in a game uh that is really important is the element of choice which yeah. uh in online simulator it's like you don't really have any choices it's literally just you're looking at things and I think that the element of choice there is what you decide to look at and the order that you decide to look at it. Mm-hmm. So I really tried to uh, play with it that way. I, I tried to have things that would um, have like take on a different meaning if you read it before or after something else. I tried to include a lot of like red herrings 
where if you read this thing first, it would lead you to believe one thing, but if you read another thing first, it would lead you to believe another thing. So uh, I, I think that that's one thing that horror games can do differently is, uh, you know, you, you get to make the choices and, you know, and, and something that your choices affect the story more that... Like the fact that games give you choice is like a different way to approach some of the themes of the genre. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. It's, uh, you know, you're, you're almost putting the player in that main character's shoes, which is something that movies and stories can't do so much because mm-hmm. you can't affect the way that the story goes in yeah. those. That's, that's a cool way of approaching it too. Cause it, it, I, the player ends up kind of being their own worst enemy. Um, Cause like they, due to the way you know that they are approaching the game they like create they create the story in their head in in a way kind of similar to how you might like create a story and imagery of like a book when you're reading a book um you'll kind of like create more of a story more narrative um in your head just due to the choices that you made where somebody else might have it differently and uh it can become more or less i guess scary or funny um depending on what choices they made and things like that that's cool i like that Having not played the game because I'm too scared to do it, uh, <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's really a different lens than I had thought about it, right? Because you and you, this is tying a bunch of things together for me in my head. Yeah. Um, so, like Stephen, one of the things that you said that you don't appreciate about horror movies is mm-hmm. when the main character does something dumb. Yeah. Right, and you're like, why you'd never do that? Like, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but then. As you were saying, Rose, like in the game, you are the main character or you maybe you're like embodying the role of the main character. And so the choices that you're making in the moment make sense. Yeah. And that was something I was like thinking about. I didn't like really think about it in this way. But in the moment I was playing online simulator, I'm like, when I started putting the parts of the pieces together and I had opened up the photos and I looked at the photos and I'm like, well, this is weird. And I didn't understand what I was looking at. So then I closed the photos and I went and I looked at the chat logs and I started reading the chat logs and I got like more and more horrified about what was happening. Oh. And then I like read some more things and started putting pieces together. I'm like, oh no. Then I went back and I looked at the photos and I, as I was opening the photos up again, I already knew what was in there, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a small set of photos. So I, was, I, I caught myself. I'm like, why am I looking at this again? Yeah. You know, like, what do I need to like? I felt at this point really driven to try to understand and confirm my understanding of what I had created as a picture of, of this of this computer and what was on it and yeah. why the things that were on it were on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, but like, it, I, it's not. It's optional for me. It's still a game. I can disconnect at any time. If I don't like the things that I'm looking at, I can just stop. Yeah. So that was like a really interesting feeling to challenge myself with. Was like, okay. I don't, I don't like this, all the teeth, <laughs> um, because I have had lots of like trauma to my mouth in the past. And so like, it has a history for me, but on the other hand, like, I'm also very fascinated by it. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe you're converting me into a horror th- enthusiast Rose, <laughs> because it was an interesting thing to be like between those like two, um, impulses, one to like disconnect from the thing that was making me feel gross and the other one to be like fascinated by it and to learn more and try to really understand what I was seeing. I don't know. Oh, for sure. Um, and you know, I, I did get the, uh, the influence for the format from a few other things. I know that there's like a few other kind of horror adjacent games, which I, I think I've played one, uh, or, I know that there's her story. I haven't played that, but I know that there's also uh, like an ordinary lost phone. I think it's called. I I played that a while ago, but the one that actually had the the most uh, influence on me was uh, not even really a game. And I was kind of trying to emulate the feeling of that. It's uh, there have been a few like website tie-ins to movies. Specifically, the one that I'm thinking of is. This house has people in it from mm. Adult Swim. Okay. Uh, there is a website that it connects into, which is like supposedly a website for a security system. And you kind of have to figure out uh, 
how to access certain things and like how to navigate certain menus. It's all, it's all like the, uh, the like, what do you call it? The config screen, you know, black screen with the white text and oh, yeah, yeah. type in different commands. Yeah. yeah like your you command eventually, prompt. Yep. Yeah. Command prompts. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you can find different like video clips and audio clips that kind of expand on the short film, which is, it was like a, a late night adult swim spot that kind of had some horror elements to it. Um, and that, that really, uh, I, I kind of felt similar to how you were describing. So that, I guess that's good to hear, you know, like, uh, <laughs> it, it was, uh, I had like a sense of dread about like typing in, uh, like I would find the file name for a, for a photo and I would feel scared to type it in and hit enter, but I really had to see what that was. And, um, yeah, so that, that really, uh, affected me and influenced me. And so did, uh, there was, when they were marketing the movie Cloverfield, like when that was coming out, like the mm-hmm. first Cloverfield, they had that website. Uh, and that definitely kind of it gave me the, the same feelings when I played it back in the day. And I, I hadn't thought about it for a while, but um, I tried to go off of that a little bit too. Yeah, well, nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it because that's exactly what I was like. Ah, I don't know. I didn't. I was, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised and also totally disturbed. <laughs> and I'd do it again. <laughs> wow, that is wild to me. I, um. <laughs> well, here's, so here's what I'm realizing. And, uh, and for any like, listeners who are fans of horror, they're probably like, well, duh, where have you been for the last, I'm not going to say how old I am. Um, <laughs> but like, there's there's an element of horror that like seems to overlap with I mean, we talked about how horror and comedy can overlap. Yeah. But there's also like an element of horror and mystery. Yeah. And yeah, right, right. And I've never really, never really thought about it explicitly like that before. Like I've always like whenever I have watched or consumed or played or whatever a story involving horror, like I I definitely lean into the mystery of it. Mm-hmm. Um but there's yeah, that that mystery component just hooks me. It'll it'll get me there, even There's, if I just can't stand the other stuff that's coming up on the screen sure. and freaks yeah. me out. There's I'll like get through a, it. A sense of um, there's a su- suspense, right? That's a lot of what. Oh yeah, horror is about, um, and not just horror, but like a lot of movies they have a sense of suspense. Mm-hmm. Action movies have a sense of suspense too. Like, what's going to happen? Are they behind the door? And then a bunch of action stuff happens, and it's cool looking. But like, um, I think that people are naturally curious, and so they want to experience the thing even if they're like a bit nervous that the thing is going to make them, they're, they're not going to like whatever is behind the door or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So I, I can see it from that perspective. Yeah. Well, you got to get, you know, got to resolve that, the question, mm-hmm. that missing chunk of the story that makes everything make sense. Yeah. If it's, you, you just got to get there once you're invested. Right. Right. Um, I, um, a question I had about, um, horror games in particular, one thing that I find really interesting about horror games I have attempted to make some horror games and I think they were only scary to me because I, again, am a coward. Um, but uh, one thing I really liked about horror games is that um, I think there's a, uh, you can play around with player agency in a way that I think you, you have a harder time getting away with in other genres of games. Um, have you felt that, um, have you felt that that is something that you can mess around with, with the, the games that you've, created like uh, the player's sense of agency yeah definitely i guess i gotta think of this one for a little more but that's a good question um that is definitely really effective in horror games have you uh well okay i'm, I'm guessing you haven't because this would be way too scary but uh, resident <laughs> evil resident evil 7 i think that's ah yeah you know it, i have not played the game obviously but i have watched people play it and i feel more comfortable watching people play horror games um oh for sure then uh well specifically watching people on twitch playing them (laughs) because then people in the room around me aren't scared and it's like well the the people i'm watching are like joking around a lot of the time so like it's whenever something scary comes up on the screen it's less scary for me um depends on the thing but i have seen some of it i guess (laughs) sorry so sure well i guess i i really liked uh what that did um with uh like agency yeah. uh, especially compared to you know games like 
amnesia and stuff, which just don't scare me at all, because I think that when you completely take the power away from the player, then it just becomes like a haunted house that you're walking through. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, like I, I like I like amnesia, but it never really scared me. But Resident Evil, uh, you know, I, seven's the only one I've played, which I hear the other ones are really good and I wanna I wanna check them out. But I liked that um the resource management element made uh made it feel so <laughs> it, it gave you this this real sense of of suspense and fear yeah. when like you you have just so many bullets so you, you can you can fight your way through a tense situation but it's it's more about like do i need to use that or could i could i run away that game really scared me <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's really cool um and uh, I I think that's really interesting, especially because, like I said, I think that you could you can't get away with that in like a traditional action game because I think players expect to be able to overtake all challenges, um, and it's not really meant to, you know, typically action games aren't meant to scare you most of the time. Um, so like if you run out of ammo or something like that in I don't know a Call of Duty, um, I think that's a, more of a frustrating experience because you're only really your only input is shooting and if you can't shoot then like you're just running away from stuff and the things you're running away from are or the things you're dealing with as a result are not interesting um but um the resident evil games i'm assuming well from what i've seen too um they give you they still give you options to get away from your um opposers without having to shoot them um, and so like, you still have, you still have some verbs left, even if you can't shoot, right. You still have, you can still run, you can still hide. You can still, um, I, I'm sure there's some resident evils where you can kick the, the enemy and stuff. There's that too. Um, but like it get you still have some options available to you that aren't it, when you run out of ammo, um, that I think gives players that still gives players some agency, but they're, you know, they become less powerful and the player is aware of that. And so they like you were describing rose um you, you know you get scared as a result because like there's just less options for you so you might lose out on progress or um might see a scary cutscene or something like mm. that um so yeah i think that i think that works out that's cool go 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 so uh we can go <laughs> should i go go okay uh we are here in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Um, it's cold. It's actually less cold than it has been, but forty whole degrees. Fair. I know it's it's warm, weirdly for us. Um, but Mark and Dale are in California, and it's probably real nice there. They've been posting pictures and stuff of their adventures on our Twitter at Nice Games Club and our Mastodon at Nice Games Club. Um, and I'm jealous. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this could be a call to action where we encourage people to go to Twitter, yeah. and Mastodon, but kind of want to just turn it into complaining about the weather. Um, <laughs> it did a little, yes. but, but no, that's fine. That's two minutes on. Let's let's keep this accessible to all, which is go to Twitter and yeah. Mastodon and see cool pictures of well, California. And the reason why, yeah, and the reason why I'm feeling jealous is because the pictures are so neat. Um, they're having such nice adventures, and they're going. They went to Super Nintendo World. They have pictures of that. Um, so, listener, if you haven't seen any, if you haven't seen like people taking pictures of it, I'm sure you've seen some like photo, uh, some fancy. Uh, pictures that they have in their promotional art or whatever but like these are you know mark uh taking pictures dale taking pictures of these things and it's it's really cool it's really fun to see them see uh people you know through our show um experiencing it so existing in the real world yes yeah going outside right going outside it's unheard of here in minnesota where it's 40 degrees yet again um so yeah you should follow us at nice games club on twitter and mastodon Yeah, that's interesting what you're describing, Stephen, because what I'm hearing is like in an action game, one of the things that's really engaging for you as like for a person as a player is you've got this plethora of options you can pick from to overcome whatever your challenge is. Yeah. But it sounds like one of the key things that that you have to change to be like more situated in the horror category is you sometimes you don't really have options. Yeah. Right. And that like reduction in options or 
the, the, your options being inadequate for like the more traditional approach is one of the things that like creates that tension. I saw you nodding, Rose. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> reduction yeah. in options. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I was saying amnesia doesn't scare me a lot because it's kind of just walking through some scary scenes. But yeah. when you're playing a game where you can shoot the bad guys to deal with them, but you run out of ammo or whatever and it becomes amnesia, then that's a lot scarier to me. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, it changes the, the game state. I, uh, You know, it's actually funny. I have played amnesia and I did not find that scary either. Um, and, and listeners are like, Stephen, what? But uh, you've said many times during this episode that you're a scaredy cat. Um, and I am, but <laughs> I think the environment I was in, um, I it just seemed kind of funny. It felt, yeah, it felt kind of, it felt like a haunt. you said it, Rosie. Yeah, it, it felt, felt like, kind of like a haunted house. Well, I've never been in a haunted house because they'll scare me, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, but like, it feels like that, Stephen. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll just take your word for okay, it. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that, I think that is something because like, yeah, I, I didn't find myself being scared of that, but I think like, yeah, having the ability to, to do things um, and then having that taken away is uh i mean i think part of that is also uh you you kind of feel that from like a player perspective outside of the game i don't know there's certain times when like um power is taken away from you and that is uh frustrating or annoying games allow you to um explore and experience things that you don't have to experience in real life hopefully uh i'm hoping i'm hoping people aren't getting chased by giant chainsaw wielding mad peoples but you know i don't know i hope not you probably should be listening to this this episode you should probably deal with that problem first um but yeah uh i just yeah uh i find it's it's really interesting because i find horror games fascinating but i just cannot bring myself to play them so thank you rose for bringing this <laughs> <laughs> onto the program yeah it sounds like you converted me and you're like 80 percent of the way to converting steven i don't know about 80 percent. okay all right well i'll be generous <laughs> that is interesting because one of the other horror games that i spent I guess there are two horror games that I've spent some significant amounts of time with. Um, one of them is Bloodborne, which is more of like the Lovecraftian horror. Yeah, and that's I horror by way of the creatures are creepy looking, but not like scary. Well, there's probably like a whole thesis to be done on Lovecraftian horror that I that's, don't feel qualified to fair. jump into. But And also, I didn't play it. I watched Eric play the whole thing. Ah. I was very captivated by the story, but like I don't have the twitch reflexes for that whole yeah. genre. Yeah. You know? Um and then Alien Isolation, which was a lot of a lot of sneaking and moving and exploring and some alien, like very small parts of alien and some bad robots. But it was gonna coming back to what you were saying, Rose, when you're talking about Resident Evil 7, like having options to deal directly with with your opposing force, but like knowing that those options are <laughs> squishy and bruised, I guess. Like yeah. that they're not very strong. Um that definitely seemed to evoke the feeling that you were describing. So I suppose it's probably a, yeah, probably a horror game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I haven't played Alien Isolation, but I know a lot about it. I've watched videos of it and definitely uh, kind of has that feeling to it, kind of like Amnesia and Soma uh, from what it seems like, because it's mostly running and hiding. And yeah. um, Bloodborne is honestly... Um, really scary to me it's oh. it's the only it's the only game that's ever given me nightmares before <laughs> oh fascinating yeah i can i can uh i can deal with some really scary movies like it, it, what i generally say is like if it's if it's fake and it's on a screen you know and it's not a real thing it, it, it's not going to bother me because it's not like a real thing in front of me but yeah. uh i think bloodborne is just so hard and also so creepy that like uh constantly getting killed by these really freaky bosses just like yeah it, yeah it does it does get to you in a way it's sure. like such a tense experience you're having but uh it's yeah you're not com you're not completely powerless it's just a really hard game okay <laughs> yeah yeah the winter lanterns those like the little singing that they always would do they're the ones that go like ah. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Those creeped you out? Still. Okay. Still do. Such a creepy game. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. I guess Bloodborne is terrifying and I didn't know it. Oh, that's another game I will stay away from in the future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I want to talk um, I want to talk about like smaller horror games. Um, so a lot of the games that you've made, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 
are like you know they're smaller they're uh smaller in scope what i should say so like they're like um five hour experiences maybe smaller than that i don't know smaller um, i would say even <laughs> okay well, i mean that's great i i like smaller experiences because um uh the older you get the less time you have so uh for sure it's nice to be able to it's nice to be able to fit um experiences into your day um so i i wanted to ask about like I know that you have a lot of games on itch. I wanted to know what about itch.io um is so good for people or it's so good for people putting horror games on there because it's like filled with them. It's like fifty yeah. percent of its content feels it's like. a huge amount of content on itch, yeah. Oh for sure. It, I mean, for one thing, it's like just super easy to get your game up. Yeah, uh, my experience with with itch and Steam are really different. Like with Steam you have to yeah actually have to have an LLC and you have to, um, it, it's a lot. <laughs> and, uh, getting your game on itch is, is more like up, uploading a video to YouTube or something. Like okay. you just, uh, put the files up there and, and you can like customize the page, uh, which is, which is kind of fun, you know? Uh, and then it's just up there for everyone to see. And it's also, there's a lot of, uh, really cheap and free games on there. And I think that's cool. Uh, I think that there's a lot of interesting uh, ideas that people have. A lot of like either cool games with cool mechanics or like good stories to be told that uh, people generally, um, you know, it, it's hard to get the, the resources to uh, make a movie or like a, you know, a game with a with a full studio or whatever yeah. but if it's just one person with an idea they can make a game on a laptop and put it onto the internet for everyone to see and i think that's yeah. that's cool yeah that makes sense i uh my experience with publishing t is mostly on steam well on pc it's mostly on steam um i don't really have any experience publishing things on itch.io um so i um it makes sense in retrospect, but I, I initially I was surprised to hear you say that you know the the difficulties of getting things on Steam um, versus the difficulties on Itch. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, and you know not having to have a business and just literally being able to effectively just like upload a, a game um, and be done with it, and that's and it's up there for people to access uh, makes a lot of sense. And I think um, I think a lot of people, the impression I get is a lot of people feel that horror games. Um, you can kind of, well, I, sh I was going to say you can get away with making smaller horror games easier than um, like a platformer or something um, and make it still feel like a satisfying, satisfying experience. Um, and maybe that's a, not the best way of wording that. But um, I think there, I think there's a lot of appeal for people to make horror experiences. Um, and because it's so easy to add things on the itch, then like people just put uh, up upload a bunch of stuff on there well yeah i mean mm -hmm. like, so what you're saying Stephen, is um you know because it's an, it's a destination already yeah. people are expecting to be able to go there and look for look for like indie horror right. titles um and find some high quality ones and mm -hmm. so if you're into making that then it's a great place for you to do it yeah yeah you were saying girls that like there's uh a bunch of games that you haven't gotten a chance to play yet but that w there are a lot of games that are on each that you are interested in playing soon oh for sure like uh, I mean, one thing that I never really looked into is like the haunted PS1 demo disc. I think it's called. Like, <laughs> yeah, they they do it like yearly or something. So there's a bunch of them, and it, it that looks that looks really cool. It, it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff like that out there. I uh, I've I've done a good amount of like, you know, I said I don't play a lot of these, but I, I think I've I've played a, a decent amount and um, there's some really weird and scary and also some weird and funny stuff out there <laughs> that um, like just wouldn't really be able to exist in any other form, uh, For sure. which is cool. And, you know, something else I'm noticing is that um, currently I think horror as a genre is kind of, um, it is kind of taking a lot from the internet and mm -hmm. especially from uh, people who are creating art on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that, you know, as I mentioned, um, I mentioned Skin of Marink earlier, which was originally like, what, like a, a I, 
I don't remember what it was, but it was like a, a YouTube short film or something. And oh. I think that a lot of stuff like they, they picked up um, the videos uh, by Kane pixels of the back rooms. And they're like developing that as like a movie produced by Bloomhouse, I think. So um, I, I think that a lot of like short horror from like YouTube and TikTok and stuff yeah. is uh, kind of making its way into being a part of the more uh, mainstream productions. So I feel like that's probably going to be the case with games too. I mean, like they're, they're doing like a, a five nights at Freddy's movie. And I think that that's a big thing right that. now in, in <laughs> wow. horror games is, yeah. you know, those <laughs> like, I haven't really played a lot of it because I, I think that you know it's it's kind of a, a younger audience but they do have a lot of those uh types of games that seem to be a big deal right now so yeah i'm just seeing a lot of a lot of uh things changing with how the, the internet allows people to share art yeah yeah, yeah that's true uh it is wild to me that they're making a five nights at freddy's it's thing. great i freaking love it well i mean five nights oh, yeah. at freddy's hasn't felt relevant for a few years <laughs> at least to me well it takes a while to make a movie yeah that, that's, i suppose <laughs> that's true um but yeah yeah i think you're right i think there's going to be a lot of um there are a lot of influences that are people are drawing from and like i i think a lot of things uh it takes a while for like things that were kind of niche to become more mainstream um and then you know you'll eventually get a breakout hit and then everybody is aware of it um, again so i think in in video games um or yeah, video games in particular are good at this because, like, I think especially on itch and the way that the internet works now is like you can have a bunch of those small little experiences that a bunch, like a few people have seen, and then they get influenced and make that something, and maybe that game becomes bigger, and it kind of there's like a snowball effect, and eventually more people become aware of, hopefully, all of the influences, and then everything grows. You know, that's that that's the dream. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. So we've talked about the marketplace on itch. We've talked about kind of like what makes a horror game versus something else. There's a little, it's, it's scary, but disturbing, but also a dash of comedy and also a dash of mystery. Yeah. Where do you start Rose? Like when you have an idea, like how do you, how do you know it's a good one that you want to make a game about? Talk to me a little bit about how you've made some of the, like the process by which you've made some of the games that you have out there that sure. totally creeped me out. Um, well, I think that with pretty much everything that I make, I start with like a few images that I find really compelling. And then I work my way up to getting there. Ooh. Um, yeah. I, I think that, you know, some things that I probably don't want to spoil when it comes to online simulator, but I think that um, one of the first images I had of the the game was um, a, a game that comes off as like a total joke game that crashes and then all of a sudden you're just on a computer with no direction given and it's like the game that you were playing isn't this joke game after all. It's like it has a whole world hidden in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that actually the one thing that I would have done differently if I had more more time and you know I, I hadn't wanted to wrap up making the game is that initial like joke game. I probably would have put more effort into it. I, I feel like I did kind of uh, foam that part in to get to the rest of the game, but I, I still I still like. Uh, the introduction it has <laughs> it was amazing um, thank you yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's generally what i try to do you know i i uh i think of a cool image and i work my way up to it and i i think that um that's why i picked the teeth it was something that uh people have a lot of like gut reaction fear to like mm -hmm. a lot of people's biggest fear is going to the dentist and you know um like okay this is this is maybe getting getting away from it a little bit but <laughs> i think that you know ever, ever since like silent films with like with like 
Dali, you, you had the like Unshenandala with, with the eye, you know, there's so much eye horror. Mm. And um <laughs> there's there's not a lot of teeth horror. So that was my that was my surprise. That was my hook. And I think that uh deciding to make it all based on teeth and dentistry and stuff, I, I think that I worked my way up to it. So I came up with teeth as a thing that's gonna give people a a gut fear reaction. Nightmares. And, like yeah. weeks of nightmares. <laughs> oh no. And, and then the way that I, I worked up to that was, um, you know, I, I have teeth as the subject and I'm like, well, how do I get from a computer desktop to, to teeth? And, um, something that came to me was like, uh, something that, that really grossed me out was, uh, the human centipede, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith's tusk, Ke- Kevin Smith. That's it. Yeah. Tusk. Uh, even like American Mary, these are all movies that have like someone getting like kidnapped and experimented on physically. Yeah. And so I, I think I decided to take this like, but like what I do, what I did with the game a lot is I saw it as like a collage or a remix in a lot of ways. Like I, that's why I remixed a lot of like Rick Astley into the music <laughs> and why a lot of the graphics are like stuff that I downloaded and, and crunched up and raise the saturation on and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that the story, I was like remixing a lot of things from horror that I liked. So this, this I'm like, okay, here's, here's my, um, here's my sort of like fetishist mad scientist character. Um, and I, I went from there. Yeah, that was, it hung together really well. And I know like I'm not done with it. So there's more for me to inflict upon myself. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it hung together really well. And, and it was just surprising in so many different ways. That's cool that you start with an image. Yeah, there. I was going to say, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Um, you, did that image just come to you or you just like felt inspired to make a game based around this image? Or like, how did how did that image come into your mind? <laughs> that's a good question, too. Uh, just a small situation, like what could be really scary? That, that's the image. And um, I, I think that in a lot of ways um, is all about like, you know, the, the surprise I was saying, it's all about like excess and, and doing something uh, that's like bigger and grosser than the thing that you last heard. So I, I think that to me, that image is almost kind of like a, uh, like, uh, you know, if, <laughs> I don't know if, if you were trying to, uh, I don't know if this is a, if this is a common experience, maybe more when I was a, when I was a kid than anything, but like sharing a, a a gross story and then wanting to one up that and yeah. <laughs> so you just get grosser like I, I think that that's kind of where where the image comes from it's like I try to think of just something that would be really disturbing and then I, I try to figure out a way to make that not like figure out a way so that that is the punchline <laughs> yeah 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 that yeah. makes sense okay that's really cool uh <laughs> teeth <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm curious now because I also played. I also played Sunday, um, yeah, which is a totally different story and like also very exploration kind of oriented, which works as I love it. I'm a, anything that gives me like the chance to explore anything. I'm all over it right away. Um, but it was a really different story. I'm curious what your like starting image was when it came to that game. Okay, um, that one I made a while ago at a game jam, and yeah. I think okay. that. The prompt for that game jam was sacrifice, I think. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, that, it wasn't. Sacrifice is what I, whatever the prompt was for the game jam. That's where I got the image. The image for it was which is these kids turning into balls of light and floating up into the air. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's cool. That's such a, that's a really neat way of like getting to that because, you know, you're like, here here is like you said here's the punchline mm-hmm. and we're in a you know in a horror story so the punchline is going to be a little different than if you're writing a joke but like that is isn't that's how i hear comedians talk about their work too right like they write the punchline and then they work backwards from that or when wow. my husband's trying to cook up a new pun <laughs> to tell me over breakfast uh-huh. that i'm it's too early to say puns but he does it anyway and he, that he talks about it the same way like you start with the with the thing that has like the immediate impact but then you work your way back from that yeah. That's neat. That's really neat. Yeah, I, I, I've thought about it. I've thought about making games and from that perspective too, like working backwards from something. 
I, I, I guess I haven't gotten to that point in my creative process where I am able to do that or have created something where that happens, I guess. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that, I think that, uh, a lot of times I have a goal in mind for what I want from the game. Um, and I will kind of work backwards to try to get the player to reach that goal that I want them to attain. Um, mm-hmm. so I work backward, I guess, from that perspective. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is there something really cool about like being like having that just like, and like pluck again from your mind, I'm thinking about like alien isolation, right? Like there was a whole series of movies before the video game. Right. <laughs> right. And so you're kind of like thinking about the moments from the movie and then thinking, okay, this is how I imagine the developers working. Like, okay, how do we get the player in that, you know, situation? Yeah. You know, instead of like Alan Ripley, like with the giant mech going, don't you touch her, you bleep. Yeah. Like <laughs> how do you get the player to that moment, that, that emotional moment? Um, but yeah, I mean, like if you're giving yourself like the limited scope, you can pull all kinds of weird stuff out of your brain and then go like, okay, well, that was weird and it's creepy. How do we, how do we get there? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I, uh, online simulator, it came out a few years ago at this point and I have had a million little projects I'm working on and, uh, none of them have come all that close to being finished. Um, but, uh, the, the one that, is kind of the most horror oriented that I've been that I've been working on writing the story for. The image that came to me is um, a uh, like Lord of the Flies or Pinocchio Pleasure Island type situation uh, happening in an abandoned school, and so I tried to figure out how to get there in a story, <laughs> and uh, that's kind of how like where I went with that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Cool. That's exciting. Well, we will, uh, for sure, in our show notes for everybody who's listening, we're going to, you know, link to Rosalie's itch page and to all the other, like, stories and games and movies that were mentioned on today's conversation. Because, yeah, add them to your backlog. Yeah. (laughs) Add them to your backlog. You know, get in there, like, on your coffee break and play Sunday. And then go back to your office cube horrified. (laughs) Yeah. All right, outro time. That's our show. For show notes and links from today's conversation, go to our website, nicegames.club. Visit us on Twitter and Mastodon at Nice Games Club, where Dale tweets and toots about game dev resources and hashtag what a game dev looks like. We like hearing from you, so tweet and toot back or email us, contact at nicegames.club. Nice Games Club is on Patreon. Support the show and get stuff, including ad-free episodes. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. And if you want to keep things more casual, stop by nicegames.club slash discord and say hello to the group. Next week, we will be looking at CSS and skill trees. That's some nerdy stuff. But that's it for this week. So until we start again, oh, it's weird to say Mark's line. (laughs) Remember to play nice and make nice. You did it. Thanks. Uh, you just pause it again. Uh, yeah. I, pa- pa- stop. Here's that one, yeah. <laughs>